0: You're listening to the Google ads podcast brought to you by solutions A, the Google ads agency. What happens to Google ads in a recession? First of all, I'm not saying a recession's coming because I have no idea. What I am saying is other people are telling me a recession's coming. And so I tend to follow the model that you want to run dual playbooks. So you want to prepare for the flood and you want to prepare for the drought at the same time. And you want to continue to do that until it becomes obvious which of those routes you should be following. What I will say to my younger entrepreneurs is don't ignore it because I've been caught on the wrong side of that too. And that's a dangerous place to be. So, you know, if there are people that are intelligent and it's their job to know, and they're saying that something like this is possible, then assume like something like this is possible, but don't, don't go too far in the other direction either. We don't want to throw on our tinfoil hat and, and batten down the hatches because that's, that's equally dangerous for obvious reasons. For Google ads specifically, what I want to do is talk through what I think and then maybe stress test that. So if you disagree with anything I'm about to say, I'd love to hear from you in the comments, please and thank you. I wanna offer two very specific data points. The first one is, I'm gonna to link to an article from Seeking Alpha, which is a publication that I respect when it comes to, as much as I can respect any publications that's publishing stock buying tips but what they reference is the fact that in the 2008 recession Google actually made money their operating margins increased their earnings per share grew and while their growth slowed they still grew which is which is a, that was a difficult thing to pull off in that particular context and environment and during the pandemic Google CPCs went up on average 200%. Ryan Dice had a really cool slide in his keynote presentation at TNC that year where he showed every other advertising network and it was like Facebook up 90%, Pinterest up 76%, TikTok up 90% or whatever. And then Google up 200%. Here's why Google is the closest thing to instant gratification and an advertiser can have. It's actually one of the, the disadvantages of it. It's one of the reasons that people try to, they try to work themselves out of being Google dependent really quickly, which sucks for my business, but I understand it. And I do the same thing. We rely on our podcast on our YouTube channel referrals, obviously our community our organic optimization. You want to be able to rely on all of those because the acquisition cost of a client is cheaper. And in many, many, many instances, you get a better client. The flip side of that coin though, is Google is a lever that you can pull, pull quickly. And in most cases achieve a result faster than you're going to be able to achieve it any other channel. So in a recessive environment, money floods to Google and you might think to yourself, well, I'm a Google ads agency or I'm a Google ads freelancer. That's a good thing. Careful, careful, because what it's going to do is maybe it's going to make you a more attractive alternative when compared to other agencies. But the other thing it's also going to do is it's going to muddy the waters. And that's that's the wrong term. It's going to shake the foundation of every single client that you have. Every client that you have, regardless of the industry, even in recession proof industries is going to have to deal with an ecosystem where they say rising tides floats all ships. Well, that's true in, in a negative ecosystem, too. So if money flush comes into Google, every single client that you have is going to experience increased CPCs or an adjusted environment in one way or the other. And what's frustrating about it is it's almost always, I say this based off of two events, but, but I actually think I'm comfortable saying this. It's transient. By nature, it has to be because you're not experiencing an organic shift in the market. What you're experiencing is a bunch of people that are for whatever reason, trying to, trying to put a bandaid on a problem. And anytime there's death rattle money, you got to be really careful with death rattle money. And what that means is, is there are going to be for, for specific industries, there are going to be people that put all of what they have left into Google in order to see if they can survive. And that's the thing to think about. Here's, here's a quick, thought experiment that we can run together. If you're a business, pick your industry from, I don't care, mortgage processing to florist shop to mortuary. It doesn't matter. If you're a business and you're about to go under and you have 90 days left and you have insert any amount of money here, if you have 10 grand or hundred grand, where do you put it? The answer is Google. I don't think there's a close second. And somebody challenged me on that too. Like maybe you go hardcore outbound, But even that takes time. Anybody who knows like what it takes to do outbound lead generation organically from the ground up, you have to build a pipeline. The, the, if, if, if you've got 90 days and a hundred grand or 10 grand or 50 grand or a million dollars, you're going to go straight to Google. And that's the environment that you're going to be dealing with depending on how deep this recession goes. And what's really interesting about it is that's going to push out a lot of legitimate players. So if you're running Google ads campaigns, especially if you're not an agency or Google ads manager, let me flip over to just, I just run Google ads for my business. What could potentially happen to you is every competitor you've ever had is going to rush into Google in order to try to capture as much market share as they can just for survivability. And they're going to be bidding in a way that isn't, that isn't sustainable, but they're going to be doing that by attention. Because in a lot of ways it's like, look, I don't need to make money. I just need to break even. I just need to move product. I just need cash flow. I just need to keep my people busy. One of my clients was one of the largest he, he's the sixth largest employer in Arizona, I think. And he, he does commercial and residential contracting. And he said for years they were doing deals at cost or sometimes at a loss just because he knew he couldn't, if he, if he didn't take on the deals, he wouldn't have a crew. And so when, and it crews and when the economy came back, he wouldn't have anybody left to build. And talent was such a difficult thing for him to attract journeyman carpenter. If you're talking about the skilled trades, those are tough folks to get a hold of, more and more so now. And, and he understood that. And so he kept, he was building buildings at a loss in order to just keep his people busy. Imagine advertising against him, right? He doesn't need positive ROI, he needs something else. And, and that's the environment you get pushed into. Look at anybody in the perishable space and a downed economy. Anybody in the perishable space just needs to move product. It doesn't matter if they're moving that product at a five or 10% loss, 20% loss, 30% loss. I'd rather take a 30% loss than a hundred percent loss. And this thing, it's not, it's not shelf stable. And, and there's so many examples like that where You get into solar practitioners again, that just, just need to all, all I need to do is just make this one sale. And then I'm going to be able to satiate myself in, in order to get to the next month, orthodontia is a good example of that, where your, the value of a potential client is so high that they're willing to bid up, especially for a solo practitioner that doesn't have that great big office to run. And wasn't necessarily employing multiple doctors. They can pay way more then, then you might be able to pay if you're running a, a collection of practices or whatever. So advertising in a recessive environment changes the key performance indicators. It also brings in desperation and the desperation is going to, it's dumb money. It's dumb money and dumb money is going to cost everybody because the amount of money that they're willing to spend again, it's is not connected to a specific output. The benefit we have to the dumb money is it's not sustainable and that, which leads me to the second phase. So the first phase in this imaginary recession that I chicken little am bringing to you is you have kind of the blood on the streets moment where everybody starts advertising and you're now contending with all of this. But what ends up happening then, and I've, I've actually seen this personally, we saw this personally in the real estate investment world. Me and my business partner had the highest performing real estate investment campaign on the planet for seven years. And what was interesting about it is because of where we were when we entered this market before we were even running as it, as an agency, we were running it as potential real estate investors. um, people had abandoned Google because it got so expensive because during the recession, Everybody went straight to Google and it got so expensive and it got so saturated that they all left. Well, they all left at the same damn time. And so all of a sudden when we entered, it was a blue ocean and it was a blue ocean because everybody had had exhausted Google. I've actually seen the same thing happen with direct mail now more recently. All the, the real estate investors left direct mail and they all left it at the same time because it got so saturated and so saturated and so saturated and the performance dropped and the performance, and the performance dropped to where they all just said, okay, we're not doing this. Well, when they all left, it's now actually a really viable marketing model where it was for the last 18 months. So that's the thing that you need to monitor, especially if you're a more legitimate business the, 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 the message that I have for you is this is actually a pretty, pretty interesting opportunity because there are, there's bloat here in the current economic situation that we're in. And I can tell you that with integrity, too. I'm not an economist, as I said, and I'm not a prognosticator. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to a lot of those things, but I do know what I'm talking about when it comes to Google ads. And I can tell you for the last two years, definitely, but even even three years, I've seen some businesses that shouldn't be in business people with no inventory, no value proposition, no margin. But because we're in such a forgiving market, with such free liquidity, they've been able to survive way longer than they should have been able to survive a recessive environment burns them off. It burns off the dead wood. And and, and forgive me for saying, I hope this doesn't sound callous. That's necessary. It's necessary. And for a lot of you, especially in the e-com space, you've seen this, you've seen it to where you're like, gosh, I actually source the product, buy the product, store the product, refill the product, deal with customer service. I do all of these things and I'm getting priced out of my own market by these idiot dropshippers that are willing to, to... if they get 1.2 ROAS, they're happy because they have no costs, no overhead, no nothing. And 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 they're they're putting themselves in a position where like they're they're squeaking out their little teeny tiny itty bitty margins, but for them that's good enough because it's just a kidna's dorm or whatever. So when you take that and, and you cascade it across multiple models and in multiple industries, and you find yourself in a position where you're like, gosh, this would actually be really healthy for the economy. But from a Google Ads perspective, there is this limited epoch, and I don't know how long this is, by the way, how could I? But there's this limited epoch where things are gonna get really Tumultuous and and cost is going to go up visibility is going to go down. The competitive market is going to get put on its head for most industries. But then as abruptly as it starts, it stops because nobody can sustain that. The death rattle money goes away because people die. And what's interesting about that is you don't know when it ends unless you're spending. This isn't data that's publicly available, right? Google's not going to tell you like, oh, hey, time to come back. You, you actually have to find a way to to reasonably and without damage or detriment to yourself, you have to find a way to continue to, to continue to keep your pulse, your finger to the pulse of your particular Google Ads economy, in order to determine when it is that you should ratchet up and when you should go for a land grab and and attempt to achieve market share. And that's what's really interesting is on the other side of this, it's the whole Warren Buffett thing, of you buy fear, you buy fear because your competitors, I promise you is a ubiquitous truth. 80% of them are going to get scared. And they're going to turn it off. Well, now you get to step in and you get to capture that market share. at substantially less money than, than you were paying before. Um, so a recession can be a category King maker on some levels. If there is a recession, that's actually really good for me as an agency. I think I'm, if there's a recession, if there's a really strong recession, I lose 10 or 20% of my client base if, for Reasons that are completely outside of my control. For reasons that don't even really pertain to advertising or marketing. You lose 10 to 20% of your client-based solvency, cash flow, financial issues, overextension, loans, especially with the fulfillment cycles right now, the 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 pipelines on products, those types of things. But what happens, and I'm not telling you this is advisable, I don't think it's a good thing, actually. People fire, they fire their agencies and they cut all non-performance based marketing. So SEO goes, branding goes, content goes, social goes, people are gonna cut off the things they can't connect directly to their pocketbooks, that they can't connect directly to ROI. Now, and again, I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think it's a good thing because if you're an SEO agency, the way to protect yourself from this, by the way, is to show them the timeline. Say, look, if you cut me off now, yes, you're saving your, however much I'm charging you a month now, but in 18 months, you're gonna see the impact of this. Can you afford to do that? Sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no. So connect yourself to ROI in some way. But what I will tell you what I think happens is people are going to cut off all of the, I don't want to call them vanity marketing endeavors because they're not vanity per se, but they're not immediately monetizable. That's how we'll, that's how we we'll contextualize this. People are going to cut off all of the marketing methods that are not immediately monetizable. And they're going to go straight to Google. And I'm going to have access to clients that I didn't have access to before. I'm going to have access to, you know, I'm going to be able to move upstream, which I actually saw happen in COVID. We're going to be able to unseat competitors that have been playing set it and forget it, not really paying attention as people start to pay attention to the bottom line more and more. So recession is is good for me. In some instances, as predatory as that sounds, it's true. However, you want to be really careful with dangerous and desperate money. So if you're running an agency, here's my advice to you. You don't want to take anybody's save me money. If somebody comes to you and they're like, Hey, look, I've got an unlimited budget. As long as X, you want to be really careful about what X is and what promises you're making and what you're paying attention to, because sometimes you will find that people are hiring you just so they have somebody to blame as the ship starts to sink. So be really careful a that you're not taking on somebody who's just a lost cause. And then also B, you want to be really careful about the longevity of this particular prospect because for agencies, we're not profitable front loaded the first three, six, nine months, however long it takes for you to really make those campaigns function. You're probably burning time, which means you're burning money. And if you're dealing with somebody who's only going to be with you for the six recession is two quarters by definition. Now it can last longer than that, but let's say they this one's shorter. And that's what the pundits are saying. Although they're all idiots and they all drown in Nevada piss. To be honest with you, I think that they're part of the problem. They cause this issue, but that's my soapbox. I'll leave it alone. You want to be careful about those clients, the clients that you take on that are just with you for the desperate season because they're going to cost you way more time than a normal client costs you. And they're not going to be with you for a very long time. So that will be the thing that I'm sort of guarding against as well during this recessive period, assuming the recessive period happens. But I would tell people, especially people that if you're not an agency, if you're just a company, be careful about this is a, this is a cliche for a reason. You can't stop advertising in a downed economy because you're going to kill your pipeline. You just want to make sure you're advertising very, 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 very efficiently. And that doesn't necessarily mean Google ads it means whatever is the most bang for your buck, the most efficient model that you can possibly isolate. But you also want to know where your levers are and you want to know what your acquisition campaigns look like. And you want to know what your conversion campaigns look like because everybody's going to turn off their acquisition campaigns because that's where the easiest place to save money with the least amount of pain now today. But then that means that your conversion campaigns, whatever your sales cycle is 90 days, then your conversion campaign 90 days from now fails. So pay attention to your timeline, pay attention to, um, Pay attention to your sales cycle and know if I make this change now today, what is this going to do? You have to have the impact report done and then pay attention to the competitive market and, and ecosystem because it's going to, it's going to get kind of nuts if this happens, but then it, but then it kind of stabilizes and it becomes a ghost town. And that again is a really interesting opportunity depending on your industry. So anyway, I hope I haven't depressed you. I know it's no fun to sit here and talk about or think about a recession, but what's less fun is being caught unaware. So I want to do my best to at least begin having this conversation. Maybe there will be more of these. Maybe there won't be. It sort of depends on how much I get yelled at. I've lived through one already and it destroyed my business. So I have entrepreneurial PTSD and I'm also a little paranoid. I saw a really funny tweet about Ray Dalio. They said he's predicted 12 of the last three recessions, which I thought was funny because it applies to me too. Like I always think the flood is coming, but I, I actually think the person who always think the flood is coming is the one who doesn't drown. So. I'd rather be more cautious and publish this and have a bunch of people make fun of me years from now or months from now. Not that anybody really pays attention to what I'm saying, but you know what I mean, I'd rather be wrong and careful than right and foolhardy, especially given that I have 85 employees and I've got to make sure that I'm taking care of people. So I'd love to know what y'all think in the comments. That's all I got. I'll see you tomorrow. Wait before you go. I'm constantly looking for amazing people to come join our team. So if you're passionate about Google Ads and you're passionate about customer success, please go to solate.com forward slash apply. And we'd love to see you as a part of the Solutions 18. team. Also, if you like this video, give us a thumbs up. It lets the YouTube algorithm know that we actually know what we're doing. And uh, don't forget to subscribe. We shoot a video every single day, and I don't want you to miss out on any of it. Lastly, if you have questions, comments, concerns, confessions, or you just hate my face, and my voice, go ahead and hit us up in the comments. We get very little human interaction and even the heckling is something that I kind of get a kick out. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you for being subscribers. If you're a subscriber, don't forget to apply if you're interested in working at Solutions 8. Otherwise I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Google ads podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions8 at sol8.com. Custom here, if you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free